Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. I am thrilled, overjoyed, and humbled to be sitting here with icon, <clears throat> Jew, <laughs> yeah. author, yeah. Former slash current Real Housewives of New York. Hello, Leah McSweeney. Thank you so much for being here, I'm finally. so happy to be here. Overjoyed doesn't even begin to express it. Thank you. It doesn't. Thank you. Well, your timing couldn't be better because we spent much of last week talking about Real Housewives of New York. Right. And the drama and yeah. the two shows. And I'm curious if you know currently what that means for you. I don't think any of us know what that means for us. Um, right. Yeah. Well, because so you, no. I, I could see you being eligible technically for both shows. Right. That's true. The new crew. I am I am eligible for both. Right, because you're like young. But where do you hot. think I'm going to end up? Where would you want to see me? I'm curious. I think I would want to see you on the on the the the, the new reboot, show, the not reboot. the legacy. Yeah, because it's always felt like two different groups. Like yeah. since you're you're so much younger and you're so really so different than the other women. Yeah. And I do think that like if the show was built around you, your friends, people your age, people you know socially, I do think it would just be like a fresher dynamic. Got you. That's just my opinion. I all, no, no, I I like your opinion. Um. I also am like, oh my god, though, if like Dorinda's coming back, and if it's then it's like, I know you back. feel left out because I felt I had so much fun on season twelve with them. You yeah, know? I personally feel like Dorinda is not the vibe, <laughs> and I do think like I, I I really believe that you would be like the star of the new reboot. I really think that. Do you have a preference? I I don't honestly I don't like I I found out the news. Obviously, I was surprised, but. I'm just kind of like, I'll see what happens. Right. Like, I'm very like, I don't, I, you know. Laissez-faire. It's just not in my control. So mm -hmm. I'll just see what happens. Do you love being a real housewife? It has so many perks and it has also some downsides, mm -hmm. like everything. That's true. But overall, definitely it's been a positive thing. Net, For net. sure. Yeah. Well, you now wrote a book and obviously wrote that's a, a huge platform for you to promote your book. Exactly. It's called Chaos Theory. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, Chaos Theory, Finding Meaning in the Madness, One Bad Decision at a Time. It's it's a memoir. Like, I'm not going to say it's, it's not prescriptive. It's maybe there's some part prescriptive in mm -hmm. there, but it really chronicles like my from teenage delinquency to like now basically and I touch on a lot of subjects have you been told that you're too young to write a memoir no oh I feel like that's something people say really <laughs> yeah I mean I'm almost 40 no but you look like what 11 oh okay you look great oh yeah okay <laughs> okay <laughs> no, I'm just bettering you up because honestly I'm so excited that you're here <laughs> your timing couldn't be better coming off the heels of the Real Housewives trauma and also your recent conversion to Judaism, which yes. I'm just obsessed with, obviously, because I'm a very proud Jew. Yes. And, you know, being a Jew is not easy. Like, I should just tell you, like, we are extremely disliked by a lot of people. I'm finding that out. And I'm curious, like, who the fuck would make that decision to, like, willingly join a group of people with so much trauma? I know. I, you know, I'm realizing that you guys, I, I don't know, I didn't understand yeah. how much you guys were disliked mm -hmm. until I started telling people I was converting. Oh, really? Not that I hadn't been aware of anti-Semitism and mm -hmm. things like that, obviously, like, um, but telling people, like, sometimes I'd get a, why? Right. And I'm like, why not? Right. Like, would you, what if I said I was, like, going to be born-again Christian or right. Buddhist or I don't think I'd get those kinds of, like, why? Same responses. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And, of course, like, when I first said I was converting Orthodox, people were like, ah! Um, which I'm, I didn't. I converted conservative okay. um, at a conservative shul. But also the the um, confusion, like ortho, people think Orthodox is like scary. And meanwhile, my Orthodox rabbi is like the chillest, coolest yeah. dude I'm still friends with. No, I was bored. People it all backwards, uh -huh. and they just are not informed. And you know who I blame? Netflix. 
Oh my God. I just, I know. I just think like every time they highlight a Jewish community, it's like the worst outskirt part of it. And people who've never met a Jew in their life, that's all they see. They're like, oh, it's uh, crazy. Women are surprised. Like it's beyond moronic. I can't. Yeah. I'm so glad you're joining the tribe. I just feel like Thank we you. we're really lacking in like the cool celebrity like proud <laughs> Jew department. Like I'm, I'm a proud Jew. I'm obsessed with celebrities, and I'm constantly finding out celebrities are Jewish because they never talk about it. You know, yeah. so lame and so embarrassing for them. So weird. Why would you not? So it's been like less than a week since you've been like full. Yes, I can. I had my mikvah on Wednesday of last week, I believe. Did you enjoy the mikvah experience? I loved it. Which one did you go to? Uh, Upper West Side. Okay, I've been to the one on Upper East Side. It's literally like a stunning spa experience. Yeah, this one was very nice. For those who don't know, mikvah is the, in Sex in the City ritual. when Charlotte goes into the, the yeah, bath the to convert. Bath. Yeah, the ritual bath. So you do it to convert. You also do it um, before you get married, which right. is when I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was like a stunning, very, like it's not what I expected. But you, know? you could still keep doing it now I know that you're married. I was planning on keeping like doing Nita which is like I'm not gonna get into it but it's like a monthly thing for your period like when you are married um but I just like never found the time and I'm like upset with myself that I never like continued on it's with just it. so like the bath was so warm stunning and it just I was like is this real it was surreal yeah because I've been thinking about this moment for so long yes I've been working towards it for two years mm-hmm. but it's actually been a lifetime yeah and it's been since my early 20s that mm-hmm. I've played with the idea of converting to Judaism. Mm -hmm. So it was just finally like doing something for myself and like actually taking steps to create a life I want for myself. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it's a pretty big deal. No, it was, it's so cool. Are you gonna raise your daughter Jewish? So she's Catholic. She goes to Catholic school, (laughs) but yeah, exactly. But um, I'm getting her DNA done because I have a feeling her her paternal great grandmother was a French Jew that was mm. hiding, like the Jewishness. Right, but I don't know until I get her DNA tested, right. and I literally just am sending it out today. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I did mine. I'm just Irish and Italian. That's it. I did mine. I'm 99.9% Ashkenazi Jewish, <laughs> yeah. and my husband was 100. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. Like, we are so boring. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm so excited that you're here to join. We're going to talk all things, lots of drama, obviously. Everyone is talking about what went down in the Oscars yeah. last night. And honestly, the Oscars were like some of the most boring pieces of shit I've ever watched That's until watch that it. moment, right, obviously. Yeah. I was going to turn it off too, but something in my brain was like, no, let's just watch it. We have to do the show tomorrow. And the world is honestly never going to be the same after what happened. Like everyone's talking about the Will Smith, Chris Rock drama. We're obviously going to talk about it. And just other news that went down over the weekend. So without further ado, I think it's time that we dive into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Below Deck. Good day, Yachties. Your favorite reality franchise is charting a course for Australia in Peacock's new original series, Below Deck, Down Under. On a super yacht, Near the Great Barrier Reef, it's not just the waves that rock the boat. Each charter of outrageous guests presents new challenges for the yachty hotties, but you can count on them to work hard and play harder. Besides, there may be sharks in the water, but this crew has a bite of its own. Fan favorite Aisha from Below Deck Med is back as Chief Stew, while the hunky newcomer Jason has everyone saying, aye, aye, Captain. And adding in yacht-sized egos and dueling deckhands, you bet there's drama on the horizon. So if you're looking for the ultimate escape, pull up that anchor and come aboard. Below Deck Down Under is streaming with new episodes every Thursday only on Peacock. Today's episode is also brought to you by FastGrowingTrees.com. Spring and summer are the season for finally getting outdoors, for entertaining pool parties and barbecues. But if your yard looks like a plant cemetery, then you're not going to enjoy it as much. So get your place looking like a resort with Fast Growing Trees. When it comes to caring for your plants, know-how matters, and that's why FastGrowingTree.com's Expert curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate, location, and needs. There's no waiting in lines and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone and your plants are shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus, their growing and care advice is available 24-7. Even if you've never had a green thumb that make you feel like you do, one million home gardeners have already seen that FastGrowingTrees.com can do for them. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com slash toast right now. You'll get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash toast. FastGrowingTrees.com slash toast. I'm also excited Leah's here because today's Monday and that's where we do our Unburden Ourselves segment where people write in the embarrassing things that happened to them this weekend and just, you know, sharing is caring and I think... A lot of the things we hold inside 
once we let them go and just say them, speak them, it makes us feel so much better. And that's what we try to do here at The Morning Toast. You know what they say, you're, you're only as sick as your secrets. So fucking true. So true. Um, OK, so let's just obviously talk about the first story of the day, which is the Will Smith of it all. So <laughs> if you were watching the Oscars, like this is how it went down. You were watching, and you were bored, and you were like, hmm, should I turn this off? No, let's keep watching. And then Chris Rock came out, and you're like, oh my god, finally, someone love funny. Him. Love him. Love, 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 love. Yeah. So he's talking. He makes a joke about um, Jada Pinkett Smith. She is bald. And he said he's looking forward to the G.I. Jane 2 movie because G.I. Jane has a shaved head. They cut to Will and Jada. Will is laughing, and Jada is rolling her eyes, like, obviously annoyed. And then, seemingly out of nowhere, Will Smith is on stage. And he slaps Chris Rock. So I was confused. Was It was a slap or a punch? In the pictures being circulated, his hand is flat. It's flat but it looked like a punch, right? And, and Chris Rock was like taken aback physically. Yes, but you know what? Also, Will Smith looks much bigger yes. than Chris Rock, and Chris Rock could fucking handle it. Like yeah. he did not, he just, you know, kind of he went kind back, of like and then he. 100%. Yeah. And I think the viewers at home were like, oh my God, the Oscars and their moronic, like fake comedy. I thought it was 100% staged. Yeah. Because really, you're right, Chris Rock like didn't move, did not move. It was, yeah, no, he didn't really. And then him. my TV went silent for 15 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like oh, rewinding. Weird. I thought I was broken. And then they cut to Will Smith. And the, the volume is off. But you can hear him saying, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah. And then the volume finally comes back. And Chris Rock is like, oh, my God. I just got bitch slapped by Will Smith on TV. And he continued on with his monologue. But he was like visibly um, shaken. shaken. Yeah, you can tell. Chris Rock is not one to mince words. And he was like fumbling over the teleprompter, mm. obviously. But at that point, I think a lot of us didn't know that it was real. And we were all just collectively like, what the fuck? And then I guess the telecast here in America was muted for about 10 or 15 seconds. But they were airing it in Japan and Australia. And then people started to share on social yeah. media. It wasn't muted in those countries. And the real story came out, which was it was 100% real. He got up and slapped him and then walked off stage and screamed at the top of his lungs twice, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. So I don't want, I haven't watched the Oscars mm -hmm. in years. I haven't really watched, I can't deal with the celebrities giving their speeches. I couldn't agree more. It's like extra woke, like annoying, virtuous, like hypocritical. Bullshit. Like yeah. I just can't deal with it. I like seeing the outfits, of course, but they're just not fun anymore. So Agreed. I just don't watch it. But like I went to a comedy show instead last <laughs> night. So, but I did see the clip, of course. Of course. And I mean, Chris Rock's a comedian. Yeah. He is there to make jokes and make fun of people. Mm -hmm. Like, Get a fucking life, Will Smith. I, so, I, I don't know. I'm not into it at all. Obviously, the backlash, for those who don't know, is... Uh, if it wasn't... Listen, if it wasn't a comedian and someone just randomly said that, then I get it. Mm -hmm. But in this context, that was like a total oversensitive bitch move. And you know what? I don't even think like debating back and forth about whether the joke was appropriate or not is worth it because it's once you put it. hands on someone, it, like you're wrong, yeah. you're a hundred percent wrong, you're matter. done, you're done. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. And you know what's so funny is that like Will Smith like actually did laugh at the joke. Like it, it, and, and then like, he saw Jada and was right. like, oh shit. So I guess the only redeeming quality in my opinion is like we love a man who stands up for his wife. Of course. But I'm sorry, like being violent is never the answer. Doing it on TV, this like a family friendly telecast there was kids in the audience like it's so not appropriate it's so not cool and like it's making me like hate will smith yeah if i was listen if i was at a bar with my man and someone said something to me and he punched him mm -hmm. i'd be like i'm sucking your dick all night tonight <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like we're yeah that's happening mm -hmm. but this was just this was immature yeah it seemed just like fra a very fragile man mm -hmm. that like couldn't handle himself well. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. And then. And I love Chris Rock. I know. And I he's a legend. Him. He didn't deserve that. And he was poking fun at everyone. And, you know, she's been open about her. She has alopecia. And so that's why she has right. a shaved head. And yes, of course, if you want to get into the nitty gritty, maybe it wasn't sensitive. I'm. Uh, almost 100% sure he didn't know she had alopecia. I didn't even know I, that. I didn't know either. And I do this for a living. So it's. If there was, you know, uh, an issue with the joke, it's. A conversation is the perfect place for that off camera. Yeah. It was not the place. And then I found myself like rooting for Will Smith because I'm like, I need to hear from this man. And the only way I'm going to hear from him is if he wins. And he did win. Oh, my God. And he made a speech. Yeah, I watched part of that, too. He was extremely emotional. And I just really felt like we were watching like the man 
in the midst of a breakdown. Like yeah, he was, it, it looked like that. You know what? You got to go to Keith McNally's Instagram mm -hmm. and see his breakdown of Will Smith's speech. Uh -huh. Keith McNally's like the best Instagram. He's you know who I'm talking about, right? I do not. He owns Balthazar and Pastis. Oh, okay. Yes, but his Instagram is wild. Oh my god, gotta follow. It's you have to follow him. You're gonna love it. Okay, love it. And what did he say? He said that it was the most self-indulgent, self-important speech. He's like, you know, cries on cue anyway, right. so you can't trust him. I mean, he was not, he didn't mince his words. So the speech was weird because he obviously, like, he was circling the drain, like, talking about how Richard Williams, who he plays in the movie King Richard, Venus and Serena's sister, and then they cut to Venus and Serena, and Venus's nipple was hanging out. Like, it was so oh, chaotic. I didn't see that. It was chaos. Um, he said, you know, Richard Williams was a fierce defender of his family, so he's like, he never really addressed, he apologized, he apologized to everyone except, except for Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. He apologized to the Academy. He apologized to um, everyone in the room. And it was just so messy. I'm honestly, I wasn't able to follow the speech at all. I wasn't sure like what the overall message was. Mm. Um, I just feel like Will Smith like might be going through it right now because he, he was like acting like a fool. It. Yeah, he's the going whole through night. it. Not an excuse, but he's going through it. 100%. Yeah, to have that much rage and anger in you, like to get up and punch someone over mm -hmm. a joke that I mean that's what they're there to do right you know unsafe no and I do have to say I thought the three hosts Regina Wanda and Amy Schumer were hilarious isn't it crazy how like think about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett like how much money they have like Will Smith has everything and he's still like angry yeah at, at, like or is can get that angry right I, and you just, know what I was thinking um oh fuck what was I gonna say that oh 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 I imagine that the discourse we would all be having around this conversation would be enormously different if it was a girl who got up there and slapped someone. Like, she would be psychotic. She would have been thrown out. Like, oh, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just like. Yes, yeah, she would have been unhinged. Right, she a mad been, woman. Oh, yeah, completely. So the whole, and, and I don't know, the, everyone then giving him an, a standing ovation. And it wasn't like it was nothing. The police were there and they asked Chris Rock if he wanted to press charges and he said no. Of course. P. Diddy has, uh, the, at the after party, he was like doing interviews. He said that the two of them have settled it. Um, but it's just like, it's like the craziest thing. It is pretty crazy. And then, um, their son, Jaden took to Twitter and was, and just tweeted, that's how you do it. But okay. unclear if he was referring to his dad's speech or his dad's slap. Unclear. It was the hmm. slap heard around the world. It was so I'm crazy. I'm sure he's talking about the slap. I think so too. Yeah. Um, and then the Academy had to release a statement. A lot of people are saying he might have his Oscar taken away. They say they don't. They do not condone violence. They release something on Twitter, just being like, "We're here to celebrate all the nominees, et cetera, et cetera," and we don't I mean, condone violence. I, I don't think they should take his Oscar away, Me but neither. I also think it's just like, it was. It doesn't make him look good. No, it doesn't. And like, I'm curious if this is like going to be a thing for him. Like, he's going to have to take a year off, you know, like release a documentary or something. Right. Like, like how you know every time you go through a <laughs> yeah. scandal, it's like silence then documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of cannibal. people. What's that cannibal guy? Or also, that's exactly what Kevin Hart did. You know. Right. And then the guy who said he was like wanted to eat women. No. Oh yeah, What's yeah, his yeah. Name? Uh, Army Hammer. <laughs> Army yeah. Hammer. It's always silence then documentary. Yeah, he's been gone. Yeah. He's working on himself. But he's also in a movie, in an upcoming movie. So it's like yeah, no one so actually that's the cares. Timing, like that, you know. Yeah, that's what it's it been takes. a year. And now yep. he's back, and 100%. he doesn't want to eat women anymore. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this was just like the craziest thing. I like really can't get over it. I honestly couldn't sleep. Like not to be dramatic. I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Like nothing interesting really ever happens at the Oscars. I feel like this is. Just as crazy, maybe crazier than like the whole La La Land moonlight thing. Oh when God, they I did one. watch that. Yeah, that was. And in real time, we were all like, "What the fuck?" That was. And like, weird. no one was able to talk about anything else for like years. Yeah. So honestly, as a pop culture junkie, I was just like, not gonna lie, living for every moment. <laughs> and the Oscars, in my opinion, have never been more relevant. Did you see a lot of the movies? I haven't seen any of those movies. I haven't even heard of them. I'm like, Same. where am I? Same. But I, I started Googling some of them, mm -hmm. and I want to see Coda. That sounds cool. That's the what I took away is the movie that I have to see. I have to see that, too. I did see Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain. I need Chastain. to watch that. I need to watch it. I'm obsessed with her. It was unreal. Like, it was she was amazing. The movie was good, but she was incredible, which yeah. takes us to the next story, which is the list of winners. In the main categories, Jessica Chastain did win, and she beat out, like, a sickening group Wait, of ladies. Wait, is Jessica Chastain playing... Tammy Faye, yeah. Oh my God! She's wow, irrecognizable. I need to watch it now she's and that's... also they Tammy Faye won for like hair and makeup and costume because 
you will not recognize Jessica Chastain. I mean, Chastain. I saw the like pictures and stuff. Right. I had no idea it was Jessica Chastain. No, because she's like a goddess, and she did not look anything like herself. No, she's a crazy. ginger goddess. She's a ginger goddess. We like, she's Jackie's like, like your idol. sister. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the big categories: Will Smith obviously won for Best Actor. Best Actress was Jessica Chastain. Best Original Song, where Beyonce was nominated, mm. and Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish won, and her and her brother were like super cute, like accepting Aww. the award. How nice to be able to go. You're really close with your sister. Like yeah. I was thinking that when. I was watching the red carpet with like Chloe and Hallie. Like they get to go everywhere together. Like how yeah. nice is that? That's fun. Like you just have like a friend everywhere you go who's like just as famous as you. Yeah. And, like you get invited to all the cool parties. <laughs> yeah. And you have to get like a plus one, you know, because they're totally. already invited. I mean, you know? I know I'm try- actually trying to think about imagining that with my sister. We are close, but sometimes we need our space. So does your sister live in the- in New York? Yeah, she does. How often do you see your sister? Um, like a couple times a week. Okay. Yeah. It's the best, right? It's. I mean, she's she's my everything. She's great on the show. She's. Oh yeah. I know. Does she like filming? Well, she, I mean, it's funny because she just, she's so herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's literally doesn't change at all, like in front of all the cameras. Um, I think that, I don't, I don't know if she loves it. Do you, when you wrote your book, I'm sure you talked a lot about your family and did you give them like a copy of the manuscript? I gave them a, yeah, we, we discussed beforehand. And and did they get a veto? Um, there was a couple things my mom had me change. Oh my God, speaking of your mom, you went viral on TikTok recently and I was cracking up because I honestly didn't know if you were serious or not. Yeah, you made this TikTok, me neither. You made this TikTok <laughs> saying, oh, I just flew my whole family out. I paid for this amazing vacation. They think we're here to have fun, but I'm actually going to stage an intervention on our generational trauma and like all the problems in our family. <laughs> and you went so viral. It was I so know. funny. What did you end up doing? So I was joking, but at the same time, my mom's a therapist and anytime our whole family's together, it's therapeutic. I mean, we talk about our dysfunctionality and our feelings and our issues and like we can't help it we're Mm -hmm. all very like over the top or whatever eccentric I guess I don't know so I made that it's a it was a joke I didn't just bring them there for that obviously like I it was actually supposed to be kind of a healing trip for my mom losing my grandmother Mm -hmm. and yeah my mother said something like I don't know how many more Christmases I have left and I was like oh god and I I got it so I normally don't even spend Christmas with my family I always go to Jamaica alone with Kiki so this was like a big special trip to be together and um it was a joke yeah but then I ended up kind of talking to them and then putting that up well TikTok was like lit a flame they were like what was the overwhelming consensus Um, from the comments I think some it was like 50 50 like some people were like you're the biggest narcissist for doing that meanwhile (laughs) I actually like went out of my way to do something nice for my family and I was joking but then other people were like good but you're never probably gonna get what you need from them (laughs) you know um and then I ended up talking to them about some stuff yeah and I didn't get what I needed was it no was not productive (laughs) You know what? It was fine that it it was good. It was productive, but that kind of work you have to do on your own anyway. 100%. Right. So 100%. what was it like growing up with a mom as a therapist? It was um uh, I mean, I like started doing drugs at age fourteen. Oh so, right, right, forgot yeah. about that. So, so it was that's all you need not, to know. Like I don't yeah, I don't I wouldn't blame it. I'm not blaming it on her being a therapist or anything like that, but for whatever reason I was like really rebellious and mm-hmm. really had a huge appetite for self-destruction you know it's so crazy because on the show last week we had josh peck who was obviously like a child actor and now he's like a successful influencer and he went through four years of crazy addiction um and it's just so crazy when you meet someone like our only impression of you is like you on the other side of your addiction yeah well i mean but you saw me drinking on season oh that's true but like it was like fun drinking you were amongst like so many alcoholics like you were just one of the girls you know it wasn't like well when you're surrounded by other people who are getting blackout you weren't even crazy right so it's just so weird because for me, like, you're so, like, just calm and you have this, like, very um, serene aura about you. Oh, wow. So I honestly can't picture, and it was the same with Josh. That's I all the meds. <laughs> I can't picture you in that delinquent oh space you, you described. Was, I was, I was, if my daughter did 10% of what I was doing, I would be in a grave. Right. Um, I right. don't know how my parents did it. And I how don't. old is your daughter now? 14. Oh, damn. Yeah, and she's a great. She's, she's a great. great kid. Yeah, she's great. What? So when you say an addict, were you doing drugs? Yeah. What kind of drugs? Um, crystal meth, PCP, crystal acid, meth. ecstasy. Because I was a raver. I was a club right kid, club kid. You know? Yeah. Like, so that's what you were doing at the clubs. Like it was normal. That is so crazy. Crystal meth. Special K. Like ketamine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like K holes. Yeah. No, yeah. when you go out in New York, like everyone's doing drugs, but I don't. 
think I've ever seen anyone do crystal meth. Yeah. Well, now it's very popular in the gay community. Oh, is it? Very, very, very. But back in the day, it was like, like have people do like coke, like uh-huh. like it's nothing, yeah. kind of. Even though they should really be careful because the fentanyl is crazy people left and right. But back then, it was just a club drug because you know you'd have to dance for till hours, ten a.m. How else are you gonna do that? How does one do crystal meth? You do it. I like- mean. Um, you inject it? No, it? I, I didn't, but uh-huh. you can. Yeah. Like, you would just sniff it. Sniff Some it. people smoke it. I didn't do that. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. And so how because long? you're at the club. I mean, so I guess you could go into the bathroom and shoot up. But, but like, you bringing your needles is, like, very laborious. Kind of like, yeah. So how long have you been off drugs? <laughs> oh, I've been, like, off drugs for a long time. God. And you yeah. are now totally sober I'm when it totally comes to sober. I don't even smoke weed. Uh, which I actually in my book at that time was like I'm still I smoke weed uh-huh. but I'm completely sober now. And in your mind like what what is different? I mean I'm sure it's a lot of, but like what's different about day-to-day life as a totally sober person? I mean I it's I mean like look I converted to Judaism right. like I'm on a different doing crazy thing. It's like yeah, you know, mind crazy now is much different than what it used to be, but the issue is I do have to like check myself because somehow I'm still like maybe have this need for excitement and chaos mm-hmm. like I talk about right but I have to like fill it up with other things right you know do you have a lot of hobbies uh I do have a lot of hobbies and there and it's kind of crazy how many different things I've taken up since I got sober years ago mm-hmm. like ice skating I became like an adult ice skater not where? like I'm not like professional I can do like a little waltz jump You're I was kidding. Going to, no I was going and taking lessons where at Chelsea Piers <gasps> I'm shook yeah and I would always see um Jonathan Van Ness there because he would be taking yes. the lessons in the morning at the same time. And oh I was like, God. oh, shit. Um, but it's amazing. Like, really, you know, listen, drugs are fun if you're not an addict and an alcoholic. Right. You know, and if you can do them recreationally, I totally believe. But, like, listen, like, taking acid, I was, like, I had spiritual experiences. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not against it, you know, um, for people if it works for them. But, but, have, but being an addict is, like, dark and it's like a lifelong it's a it's it never goes away right I can't like just start I can't have a glass of wine really yeah no never (laughs) did you find being um amongst the women at the beginning of your journey on Real Houses in New York to be really testing your so it was interesting because I had relapsed a few months before I got casted or knew I was going to be on the show and then I was like oh my god I'm going to be on a reality show and I'm drinking again I know that that's a disaster waiting to happen but I just couldn't stop right I wasn't ready but I'm I ha- I can't lie. I'm happy that the year I did drink, I was drinking with like Dorinda and Sonia. And no, like I, that's kind of fucking with, awesome. It's them. It is them. When we see the women, like in some of the states, we've seen them in like mm. late at night. How yeah. many drinks are we having? Oh my god, like twenty. Yeah, like it's yeah. just all night. They're not. They're all like day. Tan- they're tanks. It's they're they're. I've never seen anything like it. Like I remember one night, like me and Luann went out. And after filming, mm-hmm. we were out till like four in the morning and we had Chaos. to, we had to fucking show up at 9am. I took her, she took me to some place on the Upper East Side. I took her to One Oak. Like, oh, it was dead whole, at Luann at, at One Oak. One Oak. It was, crying. it was awesome. And then like the next morning we had to show up at like 9am for us, you know, to film. And it was when Ramona, I said, bitch, I elevate this shit. It was that, I think it was, it was that di- I had to show up that day. I was uh-huh. so hungover. I show up and like, Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was after Halloween. Halloween. Oh. Luann shows up and is like bright as a daisy. Like Oof. nothing, like no issues. And I'm like, like She's no makeup. Like one of my producers is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you look like shit, you know? And I'm like, how do they do this? No, how? she's it's, next level. I don't know how they do it. That's And especially at their age, because really the older you get, the worse your hangovers get. You would think. So you would think, but no, they're no, machines. No, machines. Ramona is the best though. Because yeah. she never even gets... Drunk. She gets sloppy. No, she gets drunk, but like she doesn't. It's different. Like she doesn't yeah. like get like in trouble. Yeah, that's true. She. I mean, she shits. <laughs> what are? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is known. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised I'm if. One... I mean, that's pretty bad. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the people who writes in on Unburden Yourselves is Ramona because people are always talking about getting drunk and shitting their pants. Apparently, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a big thing. <laughs> Thank God that never 
happened to me. Well, I, just I mean, it came close. I just recovered from the stomach flu, so I can no longer say that that yeah. hasn't happened to me. But um, it wasn't out of my control. It was. No, it happens to me with stomach flu. Yeah, it's not course. drunk. Yeah, there is a stomach flu going around. I don't know if you know that. And yeah. I just want to encourage you because I didn't know that it was going around. I just want to encourage you to like be really safe. Okay. Like, I will it's, be. It's no fucking There's, joke. I know. No, I know. I saw you like laid it, up in bed. But it I have an my I, house. By the way, I have an IV vitamin guy for you. Uh huh. That is. The, oh yeah, you were telling yes, me. Yes, he's the best. Okay, let me. He's know. like my little secret. Like, yeah. He's, there's really Once nothing an IV can't fix. Yeah. I love IVs. I, but I said I was getting them so much when I had COVID, and I think it, like, made me crazy. For, like, when did you have COVID? What, uh, which strain? I, I had the, um, I think I got it at Bill Bouquet. So I had the Upper East Side Ooh. Bill Bouquet strain. Oh, so it was, like, the really snobby Yeah, it's, like, strain. that really, like, rich strain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Um, okay, well, we're going to get into more news, and the rest of the show is brought to you by Bolin Branch. The best sheets on the planet. Their signature sheets come in nine versatile colors, all sizes, from twin up to California king, and you'll immediately feel the difference in their iconic signature sheets. That's what I have on my bed, and then literally everything in my house is from Bolin Branch, like my throw blankets. Um, they fit the deepest mattresses and are labeled with top and bottom tags, so making your bed is a journey, and it's not that hard. Best of all, Bolin Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns. They use 100% best organic cotton, they have a superior softness and a better night's sleep. Their sheets aren't just buttery. They're breathable and impo impossibly soft to start. They get softer with every wash. So get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code TOAST at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, spelled B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. How often do you change your sheets, Liam McSweeney? <clears throat> Once a week. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's when my cleaning lady comes and does Me it. Me as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, there's... Or no else I wouldn't do it for like a month. No, no. Before I had a housekeeper. <laughs> Until I period it all over it. And then that's <laughs> when I change it. What is your policy on eating in bed? Um, Some people are like really against it. Oh, I would fucking do it in a heartbeat. I I just don't it. do it. Like I haven't been doing it, but like... I'm totally with that. Yeah, me too. I think yeah. there's literally nothing better than posting up in bed eating. Yeah. But if I have a dog and I know you have pets. So I it's don't like, have a TV in my bedroom. What? I know. So Is that an intentional like thing? Yeah, I think just like one TV. My daughter has one in her room that she uses for video games. But like I feel like two is like enough. Like I can't like have one in my room. Oh, that's so interesting. I'd be watching it too much, you know? I've been all about like I'm really trying to do like sleep hygiene lately. What's that? It's like really uh, like turning your lights down um, after sunset, like making sure everything is like, you know, hmm. so your circadian clock can hmm. like be like a caveman's. Interesting. Yeah. Is it working? I think so. I've been sleeping well, like not being on your phone. I know. You know, it's all about that blue light. Yes, that actually is a real thing. It's a real thing. I know. You know. Trying to read before bed maybe instead of watching TV. I haven't been great at it the last couple nights. What's but. the last book you read? Um, the Anatomy of Anxiety. Ooh, dark. It's great. Yeah. No, it's so good. I'm not. I'm not into like like. I just like to read like fictional books about. Like, I'm reading rich now. A, a, now I'm reading a, a fictional book called Lucky. Cute. Yeah. Um. I love. Do you have a Kindle or are you a hardcover girl? Hardcover. Yeah. No. It's just like who is a space? We live in New York. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have space for books. That's true. Oh, I love. I know. I I have so many books. I know. And it's like, what do you do with them? I know they're right now on my TV media console. Me too. <laughs> That's like where they are. Like they're all there. Literally same. Yep. Um, okay, let's keep going with the stories because uh, Kim Kardashian's on Good Morning America this morning and Robin Roberts is asking the tough questions. Mm -hmm. She's asking her to clarify her uh, get your fucking ass up and work comments. Um, obviously, that little soundbite went so viral on TikTok and all other platforms, but TikTok as well. And people were like really hella pissed at Kim being like, you're so privileged. What are you telling us to work? Like, you're a billionaire. You grew up with a maid. Um, <laughs> and then Robin Roberts asked her about it. And I feel like it's crazy, like, I can't recall a time in recent memory where Kim is like addressing a controversy. But what she said was, well, that statement that I said was without questions and the conversation around it. It became a soundbite really with no context. And that soundbite came off the notion and the question right before, which was after 20 years of being in the business, you're famous for being famous. And my whole tone and attitude changed with that previous question that went into that question about what advice I would give to women. So... I guess she's basically I mean, saying... she still said no one wants to work. Right. She said it wasn't a blanket statement towards women or mm -hmm. to feel like I don't respect the hard work or think that they don't work hard. I know that they do. It was taken out of context, but I'm really sorry that it was received that way. I mean, maybe she just said something and, like, people shouldn't take it as gospel. No, I like, know. You know it's what like, I mean? I'm it's so not like, that serious. It's not that serious. Yes. It's just not that serious. But like, that's, like, And maybe Kim isn't perfect and she has some, like, problematic fucking or whatever. Like, right. no one... Like, we're human. Like, it's not... That deep. It's not that deep. I agree. It's just not completely. that deep. The other thing is like, yes, okay, they grew up, 
you know, with a maid and, and Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They still like, I mean, I know a lot of people grow up like that. Yeah. And they, they're and they not able to their turn lives. that into, right, exactly. They like, you know, so yeah. I, I'm not even, I, I'm not a fan or a hater of hers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty like neutral with her. Well, I've never also... watched one of the, I've never even seen one of those what? shows. I know I haven't. That's insane. Yeah. But you're also a Julia Fox girly, right? You're friends with Julia? Yeah. So what does that mean for you? Oh, that's right. Right. Um, Even though I don't, Julia and Cam yeah, are, are cool. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there was any static between them. When that whole thing was going down and like you're like, I know this girl and she's now like becoming this major deal. Like what was going through your mind? I was like, if anyone can handle this, Julia can. Really? Like she's oh, built yeah. for it? Like I'm just like, if anyone can handle this and turn it into something good for her right. and not have it be like, she she just she killed i mean she did a great job yeah like she went from like dating him only for like three weeks and then by kanye and now she's like at you know the versace Vanity show Fair, with fucking donatella yeah no you know what i mean that's pretty crazy. epic like and there's when, no uh, no one else is doing that did you get a birkin i didn't get a birkin Fuck! Oh i my wasn't God. invited i know Shit. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, that was just like such a crazy time in pop culture history. Like, it was pretty I, cool. It was crazy. And were you communicating with her while it was going on? No, but I was just watching. I and was, how do you know her? Um, and I'll, I'm saying this because me and her spoke about it on her podcast. Oh. I I'm was her sponsor in AA years ago. Mm-hmm. And we just stayed friends. She was in some of my Married to the Mob campaigns. Oh, cool. Yeah, actually, Jerry Saltz just posted a photo um, from it. And she it, I don't even know if he knows that it's her in the in the T-shirt. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're so like New York. Downtown stuff, I guess Where'd I Where'd you grow up? In Chelsea on 24th and 8th. But then I moved to Connecticut when I was 14. Got it. And then I moved back when I was 18. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, my, that's so interesting, the Julia Fox of it all. So, <laughs> yeah, Kim... Um, like honestly, Kim could do no wrong. Like I just love yeah, her so you much. Love her. Right. And while I like people are taking yes, I think I do believe it was taken out of context and people are just like so pressed over it. When at the end of the day, like the overall message was just like if you want to be successful, you have to work hard and that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um I often wonder though if Kim is she's either like Buddha or like a total sociopath. She's extremely calm. It's wild. Yeah. Like how? She said, I always reference this moment on like the last episode of the old E show when like the Kanye stuff was like starting. Mm-hmm. She said, calmness is her superpower. Like that's really how she gets through life. And I was like, never been more jealous of anyone in my life Same. because I'm like, what is calm? I've never been calm in my life. I'm calm when I'm sleeping and like that's it. Maybe she has really strong faith or something. Maybe they too. are. I think they are pretty religious. Yeah, but it's, but it's like scary with her. It's like either very sociopath. She either like doesn't have feelings mm-hmm. or she literally is like Buddha. Like, I don't know. No, that's a really good call. I also think like the Kim that we know, like, I don't think we know like 80% of Kim's actual personality. Yeah. That's just what I think. That's interesting. I could see that. Which Kardashian do you feel like most like do you associate with? Um... You're giving Kendall. Really? Yeah, like supermodel. I, <laughs> I don't know if I really You I don't, don't know. You don't play that game at your like, at family dinner? Yeah. Oh, no, we, we I know I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know, like my like sister's so hot, so like maybe like Chloe, because I felt like the ugly sister for a long time and I know she said that she feels that way. I'm not calling her the ugly sister. Um oh, but then I also like, you know, Courtney just seems like she's doing her own thing mm-hmm. and like doesn't care about being famous that much. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of into that. And she feels like she's in like the season of her life where she's extremely at peace. Yeah. Content with her life and her family and she's in love and there's nothing uh, better than that. I mean, I'm definitely not in love. Do you want to get married again? I was never married. Uh, what? Yeah, but we were together. Right, right, right. Time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you want to be in a partnership or a relationship? You know what? I, um, I haven't really wanted to, so I haven't been looking for that. Are you on the apps? I'm not on the apps. I'm not on doing anything. I have only had sex once this year. Wow. And I think I jinxed myself with my tagline from last season. Which was? I'm I'm sex positive and BS negative. And then it was like, boom, there's no dick anywhere. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm still sex positive. I just am not having it. That is beyond funny. Um, (laughs) Well, speaking of the Rob of it all, our next story actually is not that big of a deal, but I did want to get your take on just like co-parenting in general because I feel like we see a lot of people on TV co-parenting. And when I think of like the healthy ones, mm. I think of you. Thank um, you. And Kim and Kanye were just spotted. They were at a Saints soccer game. Oh, good. There was like paparazzi pictures. They didn't appear to be like loving or embracing one another, but they were both there. 
That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I imagine like co-parenting is literally the hardest thing in the world, especially if you fucking hate your partner. Yeah, like luckily I don't hate Rob, you know, and I don't think like it doesn't seem like Kim hates Kanye. I think she kind of probably feels for him a bit. I feel right? like she's definitely annoyed by him. Annoyed, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, if you're a good parent, you put your kid first. Right. And that's what you have to do. You can't really like think about your own ego. Mm-hmm. You have to just do it. But as again, I'm in a fortunate situation yeah. where he never did anything horrible right. to me or I probably wouldn't be good at co-parenting. Were you guys like from the start, like once you decided to not be together, were you always in like no. a good spot? No. 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 There was a period. It was like the first couple years was like rough. Yeah. Yeah, and then we kind of It's been an it's been an evolution, you know, right. and as we've both gotten older and like more mature and just like chilled out. It gets better. Yeah. I feel like having a good, like, positive, healthy co-parenting space is, like, A, the hardest thing to do, and B, it's, like, on, in my opinion, the most admirable, because you have to be so mature, you and that's just be. something I'm not. Well, I'm mature in that way, but right. maybe not in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, honestly, I'm happy for Kim and Kanye. I've, I feel like we beat this horse dead. Like, I'm just so over talking about these two which is crazy for Are me you i'm really done with like talking about kanye he's really annoying me and like <laughs> all of his tweets i mean his instagram oh, is like instagram. it's so toxic and like i i'm really not a principled person like i'm just kind of toxic but like <laughs> i feel like talking about family publicly on social media like it's that a is a lot and that's something i hate and like just ima- I imagine how unsettling it is for Kim to like have this person be a loose cannon who you were married to who knows like all your deepest darkest oh secrets, seeing you at your worst. Terrifying. What's scarier than that? That is terrifying. And so like, but I'm I feel like, for is her. he saying like sometimes I'm like, is he trying to like are these calls for help? Is he? Is it true? Like, was she really keeping him away? But then she said, no, stop. She's this like, narrative. Bitch, you were literally you here were... this morning. Like, right. stop. Yeah. So if that's the case, then yeah, he's completely. In the wrong. Well, and he has been like very open about his struggles with mental health, and it's clear. Yeah, that's for, why I have a soft spot. For I him. know, so it's clear for me like this whole thing is him spiraling in that yeah. sense. But also at the at the end of the day, it's like it's still like he's still harassing Kim. So it's like where yes. do we? I don't know where to fall. This is the difference. I think uh, you know success and wealth has not been good for his soul. Mm-hmm. And Kim, it's a different story. Yeah. Like she's thriving in it. And I don't put. think that it's been great for him. Yeah. And He's, I think especially since he became a father, it's been like more taxing for him. And I think yeah. for her, she's entered like a season of her life where she's so much more secure with, with the fame and everything. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good point. Well, I just love to see, you know, families coming together because of course it's a family show, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our fifth and final story is some sad news. Sadly, over the weekend, the Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins had passed away and an autopsy revealed he had 10 substances in his system when he died. So the Colombian authorities on Saturday said that the Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Mm -hmm. Hawkins had 10 substances when he was found dead in his Bogota in Bogota on Friday. So the Office of the Attorney General, Columbia, tweeted the update, which is just like so bizarre. So weird. Saying that a preliminary toxicology test found substances including opioids, benzodiazepines, tricyclic antidepressants, and THC, and psychoactive compound in marijuana. They didn't rule it as the official cause of death and said that the investigation is ongoing and results will be released after I they obtained. I wonder if it was fentanyl. I know. Um, so sad. So sad. And a lot of celebrities have like spoken out about this. And Miley Cyrus was actually performing over the weekend, and she broke down crying. I think she sang a Foo Fighters I song. Um, so sad. So crazy. And yeah, new update: ten substances in his system when he died. Addiction is really real. Up. Yeah, and it's very real. Yeah. It like with stories like this, it's just like impossible. It's just so sad, especially like when someone's at the height of their career, like Foo Fighters is huge and, and he has like three kids i think oh uh, that's terrible it's horrible horrible you you just hate to see it and yeah i mean i'm sure in your experience with drugs i'm sure you've seen a lot of things like that i had a lot of friends die right overdoses. yeah so sad it sucks it's terrible um well we're sending his family the best and we're just going to pivot a little bit to something yep. slightly happier which is unburden ourselves so let me tell you how <laughs> this segment came to be okay. um i fell hmm yeah, I fell at a party, mm. at a cool party. Mary Kate Ashley and Ashley were there. Yeah, and I was wearing these oh like big Dino Stomper shoes. And did they see? So the thing was, is that um, I don't know, and it's kind of the unknown that keeps me up at night. Yeah, and so 
it was like a Friday or a Saturday night and it's just the whole weekend it, it plagued me and I asked my friend Gabe who was with me I'm like did you see and he said no and like I knew he was lying and then on Monday I came here on the show and I talked it through with Jackie and I really did feel better yeah um, and Jackie let me know that's called unburdening yourself oh unburdening and then yeah. I thought you know why should I keep this to myself let's open it up to everyone to be able to unburden themselves. You share about people. Right, I'm, yes. I'm really just like an empath yes. and I sense yeah. other people's trauma. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do was open the floodgates for other people. So every week on Monday, we let three people unburden themselves. They tell us what they did this weekend that's been plaguing them. Amazing. And then they can officially let it go. Love that. We try really hard not to judge them, but again, yeah. some people do crazy things <laughs> and it's not always that easy. So we are going to unburden ourselves, brought to you by stamps.com. Time is money. Don't waste either with repeated trips to the office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you fit print official postage right from your computer. It saves you money in the process, so you can spend less time at the post office, office and more time making your customers happy. So for more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable asset for over 1 million businesses. They give you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And you get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS rates. So stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code TOAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TOAST. Okay. Do you do this every day? The morning toast? Yeah. Yes, Monday through really Friday. impressive. Thank you so much. Honestly. And thank you so much for being here. Like, I just No, this can't. is, you're like a mogul. I can't stress it enough how grateful I am. Ready? Yes. Oh, sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, oh, never. Okay. Please. If you have something to say, Leah, this is an open space. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay. You let me know. <laughs> this past Monday, I had a huge exam coming up. It wasn't a big deal because it was my best subject and I studied a ton for it. My roommates and I walk into the exam and we sit down in the lecture hall along with 230 other kids. We get the test and begin. The first few answers are going well, I knew the material, and I felt really good about my knowledge. I start to feel my stomach churn, and I make some noises. Oh God. Noises that are so loud around me, everyone can hear. I run out of the room of 230 kids and I sprint to the restroom where I basically had an accident in my pants. I had to dispose of my underwear in the school bathroom, I pull myself together and go find the professor and I'm shaking explaining to him what happened and I'm crying because I think I stink. Oh I God. tried to continue the rest of the exam feeling so embarrassed and disgusted and for the entire rest of the exam I'm sweating and feeling like it's happening again. I had no idea what I put on the exam and I never really finished it. I left and I told my roommates a bit of what happened. They had no idea what was happening during the exam. I'm scared to go back to class to check my exam. Turns out I had food poisoning and I was in the bathroom for the next two days. Of course it had to hit me during my exam. Oh my God. Well, That's she terrible. She should be able to take her exam again. That's completely, I, I mean, that's a medical thing that Emergency. Happened. Yeah, emergency. I agree. And I think when you spoke to the professor, like he should have been like, bitch, go home and we'll uh, take yes. care of this later. Especially if you smell like shit. <laughs> the thing is like, like with college professors, like they act sometimes like the exams are life or death. Like you could be bleeding out. It's like, well, you have to finish your exam. Mm. It's like, they're so serious. Like you can't miss a moment. Like your life is going to end. So if you're shitting your pants, you should be able to go uh, home. You should be able to go home and sit on a toilet. Yeah. And that's like the human thing to let someone. It's a basic is, human right. Basic human right is to shit in a toilet. 100%. Yep. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I hope you can unburden yourself and know it was out of your control. Trust me, I'm recovering from the stomach flu. Like you guys know, I went into extreme detail about what happened to me. Like sometimes our bodies betray us. And this is one of those moments. And I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah. It happened to me too, but not in public. But yeah, in the beginning of the pandemic. No, I had a stomach issue. I don't know. It was bad. There's literally nothing more embarrassing because it's so out of your control. There's then you have nothing... to like clean it. It's no, like, it's horrible. And then like you have to walk around like without underwear on because you crapped your pants like a toddler. Like it's horrible. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I hope you can let this go. And you know what? I really would talk to your professor about getting a new test because yep. that ain't right. Absolutely. How can you focus on algebra when like you're literally crapping your pants? At least it wasn't on TV. Exactly. Have you ever crapped your pants on TV? <laughs> no. Just, just Ramona. Hell no. No, Not me. that was horrifying. Like the skid marks on the floor. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up. Thank you for sharing. By the way, this is an open, safe space. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Claudia and Jackie slash to be named co-host Leah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> um, my husband thinks it's really funny to annoy the shit out of me. It's like his love language. Hmm. It might turn me into a murderer someday. So after a shower on days that he's being extra annoying or we're fighting, I take his towel. <laughs> to dry my butt crack. 
It's my way of getting back at him without him ever knowing. Is that on sanitary? Probably. But does it bring me instant relief when I'm very pissed? Absolutely. Love you. (laughs) Honestly, I love that for you, but I do feel like there's a problem in your marriage. Like maybe you guys should talk about. Yeah. That's a big problem. Well, that's funny. You shouldn't enjoy like him drying off with butt cracks, Howell. Yeah, I know. Like, and if it's a consistent thing you're doing, like, I don't want to be a nice hair, but like, I do feel like there might be a problem in your marriage. You sound like you hate him. Yeah. And he sounds like he hates you too. Like being annoying. (laughs) Get a divorce. Yeah. Being annoying is not a love language. It's not a personality trait. It's just, you're fucking annoying and no one wants to be around you. Yeah. Yeah. I love this for you. I do. Um, but I would maybe explore therapy couples therapy yep definitely because it sounds like you two are but probably don't ever admit that you did that i know it's so beyond embarrassing like and it makes makes you look fucking crazy nuts i agree do not ever tell anyone you did that Mm -mm. but just know like next time you're wiping your ass with this towel like think like is this what marriage is no (laughs) it's not like it's supposed to be fun and better so yeah i would I know that might not be the answer you were looking for here, but there's definitely sounds like there's a problem in your marriage. Sorry. All right, here's our third and final one, and it's beyond. Hey, girly girls. This weekend, I was out having a good time with my girlfriend, and we ended up closing down the bars. We were drunkenly wandering around the streets waiting to call an Uber to go home because the prices were so high, and we were just hoping to wait it out and that they would eventually get lower. Because it was 2 a.m., everything was, was, was closed, and my bladder was about to explode. I was asking all these strangers on the street who would listen, where can I go pee? And one man finally said, you can use my hotel room. And I did. I'm not proud, and I literally don't trust any man ever, but I really could not hold it in any longer, so I decided to take the risk of getting murdered and go on in. Luckily, he was very normal, and after we peed, he asked if we wanted a drink. We said, no, thank you. Anyways, I just felt the need to unburden myself, because anytime I think about this, I want to die. I can't believe I trusted my drunken self to a strange man off the street. Next time, just pop a squat between two cars. A hundred percent. You don't need to go to anyone's hotel room or, or a restaurant or anything. Just pee on the street. It's totally yeah. fine. I don't want to make you feel worse because like you do feel bad, but like I just want to reiterate how dumb this was. <laughs> um, like beyond stupid. And trust me, I've been there. Like I sometimes think about some of the things I did like when I've had like a couple drinks and I'm mortified and like beyond shook like how am I still alive so I know the feeling and I'm not trying to make you look bad same we just want you to like not get murdered yeah and like what's I I think like you know maybe getting a ticket for like public urination is better than getting murdered in a man's hotel room like I just think it's important that we weigh our options absolutely so again not trying to make you feel bad but don't ever fucking do that again that is so dumb and moronic um well I hope everyone feels better I feel better anything you want to unburden um well, you're sober now, so you probably don't have anything yeah, there's embarrassing. Not that, you know, there's not that much. That's like, I'm so jealous of that for you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's so much, but I have professionals. <laughs> yeah, right. And you probably put it all in your book I have a already. team. <laughs> you put it all in your book. It's all in my book. That is one big unburden. A hundred percent chaos theory. Anything you want us to know about the book before we wrap? Um, you, it's releases on april 5th you can go to my instagram at leah mob and order it i should have brought it and like promoted it i know right i was here. thinking that you would. i was like i should have put it next to yours mine's pink no, every also now and your then, cover is dope by the way thank you so Love much it. every now and then i do sadly have to put my book down for our guest's book but you didn't bring one I so bring i'll have one. to promote mine that's okay well um it comes out april 5th april available 5th, everywhere available everywhere you can order it now and I hope you love it. I'm excited to read it. I'm a big reader and you I love You need to read it. Of course. Okay. And I love a good memoir and I love, I'm sure there's some good bra- Bravo juicy tidbits in there as well. There's great. Yeah. There's everything. I can't wait. So congrats on the book. Thank congrats you, on Claudia. conversion. If Thank you have any questions, you. you want to come over for Shabbat? Like, Thank you. Let's yes. do a Shabbat. No, let's like definitely yes. chat about that. Um, okay. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone follow Leah on Instagram at Leah Mob. Her book comes out April 5th. It's called Chaos Theory. Thank you for being here. We Thank genuinely you. appreciate it. We're back tomorrow with Girl Boss Town, and then Jackie joins us remotely on Wednesday to check in with how she's doing. So thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.